Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers. When you sign up using promo code DNVR, you place a $5 NBA Moneyline bet this playoff season. And when you win, you get $150 in bonus bets. You get it instantly, and you get it with code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, this was, needless to say, a rough homestand. Looking back on the past couple of days, this is why we are waving the white flag. Yeah, the against the Pittsburgh Pirates got swept again. I can't remember the last time, although I'm sure maybe there was a two-game series in there. The Rockies got swept in back-to-back series. Uh, They now have an eight-game losing streak, five and fourteen, worst nineteen-game start in franchise history. But according to an article I read over on the (laughs) DNVR.com. That you read or that you wrote? Well, I read it too. But I read it at the DMVR.com, free. It's, it's, for, uh, it's open. It's unlocked for everybody to take a look at. GM Bill Schmidt said, it's still early. And that's true. It is still early. We're, I believe we're like about 11% of the way through the season. Yeah. So like if this were a year, it would be like February 10th. Yeah. I mean, Rockies have had stretches like this before. But for it to come so early in the year has been kind of the, uh, the most challenging part bud black we will get we've got a lot to get to over the last two uh two days two games but in the post game on wednesday following the 13 to 4 loss i think that was the final score it's hard to keep track 14 3 see there yeah, you go 14 3 uh my pen's running out of ink yeah i'm going through boxes of big pens uh we could use a sponsor for that uh here on the show but a lot of runs and as bud black said post game kind of like there's not that momentum either on the offensive side or on the pitching side. And I think you could say the same on the defensive side too. And uh, Rockies have already gone about you know, making a, a change here. Uh, as Capwise points out, thank you, appreciate it. Good follow there on Twitter, Capwise. Rockies just 15 runs in six games. You understand that when you go out on the road, it's going to happen. And you uh, go up against a buzzsaw like Luis Castillo, an AL Cy Young Award t- kind of candidate. But then when you come home against the Pirates... Rich Hill, eh. Vince Velasquez, eh, in his first two starts. You know, they get something early, but they don't get enough. And Vince Velasquez on Tuesday night still ends up going six runs and, and salvages a uh, quality start. And they just not really able to get anything going against Johan Oviedo. That's been uh, disappointing. But we saw on the defensive side, what were your thoughts on the two-error night by Harris Montero? We talked about it a little bit Tuesday uh, afternoon on that show, the pregame. He's out of the lineup. We only saw him in a pinch hit appearance. Ryan McMahon back over to third base. Alan Trejo now two starts at second base. Yeah, you know, I have been, I've always been rooting for Alan Trejo getting more playing time. I hate that it's happening because Montero is struggling. Yeah. You hate to see that, especially because, you know, we've invested so much emotionally in him too. Yeah. And, you know, I know we, we'll hear about this from Gomber, too, uh, about the pressure that comes with being a part of that Nolan Arenado trade. Yeah. We expect so much from Montero. And if he is, a, he's definitely not giving us anything close to what we want. So, sure. you know, it's um, uh, there's a lot of pieces to work with, but the pieces aren't really all firing off in the same direction. Yeah, in the last 48 hours... Uh, you didn't think it probably could get, it could get any worse in a sense. Anytime you're you're giving up a, a perennial MVP candidate, Nolan Arenado, uh, it's it, it's rough. Uh, anytime you're giving up a perennial MVP candidate of, of anyone, 
uh, anyone's caliber. It, it, it's bad, but in the last 48 hours, you know, it's got a lot worse with Montero kind of being relegated to the bench, uh, I sort of think, and, and so have a few other folks I've talked to. When Randall Gritchick comes back, he was one for five in a rehab start in Albuquerque on Tuesday, that Montero will probably be the one that gets sent down as opposed to Harold Castro. It could be Castro, uh, but I could see it probably being Montero, maybe get a little bit more regular playing time at third base uh, with the Albuquerque isotopes. Yeah. But Montero taking that big step backwards, uh, Gomber struggling today and even answering some questions about that. Uh, and, and other than that, Jake Summers is the only guy still, I, th- I believe, left in the organization. He hasn't reported to any teams yet, but I think he's still in the organization. Mateo Hill, uh, Mateo Gill getting selected in the minor league phase of the Rule 5 draft by the New York Mets. Tony Losey traded right before the start of the season. So it's just amazing how the, the, that's still, and it's an unfortunate thing, at least for Montero and for Gomber to to continue to have to discuss a trade that they were a part of, but mm-hmm. that was not their doing. They are I just mean, a piece in that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like we outwardly said to Gomber, like, oh, you know, you are the piece in this trade that Rockies fans hate so much. Of course not. We didn't mention that. He brought it up on his own today. Um, it's just, it's rough. It's rough. He was, th- those were some very, he had, he had some very intense things to say yeah, let's, after this game. Yeah, let's let's uh, stop beating around the bush and mm. uh, uh, let's go ahead and, and play this clip because yeah, you'll you'll notice Gomber a little emotional, a little choked up uh, at, at one of you know his worst starts uh, in his career. Just feel like I put too much pressure on myself trying to live up to you know the reason I or how I got here. Um, so definitely feel like I'm in one of those spots right now so I just got to get back to feeling like having fun again mm-hmm. right it's not just today I feel like I've started probably last year more than anything a little bit in 21 early on when I first got here in April um, and then I kind of was able to move past it and then last year obviously when things aren't going bad it's harder to stay out of it right it's harder to not feel um, I don't want to say like letting people down, but kind of feel like the people that had a lot of confidence in you and a lot of faith in you that you're not doing what you know you can do. And I think that's the frustrating part about it is it's not that I haven't had success here before. It's that I'm not doing it now. I think it's a different animal if you've never had success and it's like you're searching for it. For me, it's like I've, I've done it. It's just trying to get back to that mind place where I'm just worried about things that I can control. You know, when you get traded, it's, it's Nolan Arnado, that name keeps coming up. I mean, do you have to just forget who you're traded for? Do you have to, what do you have to do to compartmentalize that? Because it is a pretty heavy thing. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I think it's kind of searching for that right now, right? Um, you know, in the past, it's just try to not to worry about it. Um, I think I was better at that the earlier on when I was here, and the longer I've been here, I think I've you know, you just are more aware of kind of like the magnitude of like when it first happened, I didn't really understand the mag- like I'd never been here, you know, so I didn't understand the magnitude of it. And I think just trying to keep those thoughts out of your head or just trying to not trying to put pressure on myself where I don't need to. Right. Like I'm not trying to be him. I'm just trying to be myself. But I feel like I'm having a hard time like staying, you know, in that lane right now. You mentioned the, the pressure that you just you put on yourself. Yeah. Was some of it coming into this game kind of similar to what Thomas was asking about, trying to get some length for the team? Would, would that kind of add something to it? Would that maybe weigh on your mind a little bit? 
Um, yeah, probably. I mean, obviously, when, when the team's not playing well, as a starting pitcher, you kind of try to take that responsibility as, you know, like let's end it, right? Everybody at this point is going out there, taking the ball in the first inning, trying to end the streak, right? But let's turn this around, um, you know? So I just think I wasn't just not in the right headspace to achieve that right now. And I, and I understand that. So I think, you know, it's not anything physical. It's just, you know, where my, where's my mind at when I'm making the pitch? Garmer goes two innings, gives up nine runs, five in the first, four in the second. Uh, ERA balloons up to 12-12. So that's kind of been the story for a lot of the starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. And there's there's not too many options. You know, we've, we've kind of been talking about it the last couple of weeks, uh, certainly the last week with Herman Marquez going down with arm tightness, uh, forearm tightness. Uh, he has uh, made some, some uh, not rehab starts, but... Uh, thrown in some bullpen sessions, so that's been positive and promising. Antonio Sinzatella is on the comeback trail. He should be coming back at some point in May. We discussed Sunday being a rehab start. But otherwise, you know, Noah Davis, starting pitcher on the 40-man roster. Peter Lambert, kind of a starting pitcher on the 40-man roster. He got promoted ahead of Tuesday's game in case they needed somebody since both Seabold and long reliever Ty Block were used in Monday's uh, big defeat. Uh, at the hands of the Pirates, and then Lambert was not used on Tuesday, and immediately uh, the transaction is Lambert back down to AAA with Daniel Bard being activated, which which is really positive. But uh, unless there's a 40-man move, you know there there's not much wiggle room, and I don't know that there's really even better options down in AAA for the Rockies right now at this point. Austin Gomber, and I'm not sure if he was if he was even in that in that clip necessarily, but. He was great in 2021, man. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic stretch. And so, like, that potential is there, you know, possibly more so than than somebody else down in, in, in AAA. And and those guys will get their chance. They will get that, will get that opportunity. But um, Gomer's got to kind of figure some things out in between his ears, like he said. Yeah. Um, I like this, co- this comment from Adam. I hope he doesn't think we're rooting against him. We don't fault him. We fault management. I mean, no yeah. one's rooting against Austin Gomber. I mean, of course not. Like we want, we want to see this team doing well. We want to see Austin Gomber popping off. Of course, yeah. And I think, and I'm, I love that comment too. You know, because we also got comments from from Todd. I'm very frustrated from this team. Linda in the chat. Mm-hmm. Stay strong. Praying for you. You know, uh, another comment too. And I think. I, I think fans here are very fair to, to their teams, and I think the players understand it. I think the front office understands things that, uh, and and this is true probably for so many different markets that when when teams are frustrated or fans are frustrated, it's it's in the results maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be with an effort, and it could be an effort on an individual day. You're not rooting against a guy that's on your team or a player that's on your team. Yeah, you're just disappointed in any kind of result. So. You know, people who might be staying away from the ballpark will talk about attendance and how it's, you know, kind of taken a dip uh, a little bit here with this series. But fans staying away from from the team or not buying merchandise, things of that nature, um, or even, you know, talking trash on social media, it's not necessarily about individual players or, you know, a roster full of players. It's just the roster and how it was assembled and the people who did the assembling, which has nothing to do with the players on an individual basis themselves. Yes, exactly. Well said. I know I see a lot of people, yeah, always commenting on the trade. Sure. Won the trade. Lost the trade. Lots of memes. Yeah. Lots of tweets. Yeah, that's that's just 
been the the, the saga that's going to kind of, you know, yeah. carry those guys are going to be able to carry around uh, with them or will be forced to carry around with them, at least until they maybe move on to the next location. Sometimes mm -hmm. guys need that change of scenery. And you go, hey, early on in your career, when you were traded for Nolan Arenado, how did that impact you? Ba 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 ba. And then they're in the new location now and they've got a, they're not the guy who was traded for Nolan Arenado. That was, that was an old version of themselves. That was mm -hmm. an old team. Now they've got a fresh start and that happens. That means those guys are no longer here. Did you get anything for those pieces? Can you cut, cut your losses? Whatever it may be. So uh, it was nice to see Jake Bird, three scoreless innings, four Jake strikeouts, <laughs> and an emphatic celebration as if it was game seven in the World Series. Didn't get a chance to catch up with him. Very excited. It was 9-1 was at that point. Mm -hmm. But it was like he was really maybe trying to wake up some people because, you know, the, we were there for the clubhouse. You know, it was dead. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it shouldn't be happy. It, it shouldn't be upbeat. No, of course not. But... You know, I, I, I don't know if Jake Bird was trying to send a message to to his team, like maybe let's let's pep it up, let's not give up on this game just yet. Yeah. Because obviously, as a young guy who's still trying to establish himself, he hasn't mm -hmm. even gotten arbitration yet. So like, yeah. he's got a he's got so long to go in his career. So he has so much to prove. And I think there's a lot of guys still in the Rockies dugout in the clubhouse that have so much to prove. Uh, and some veterans, guys who you know still have you know, some milestones to achieve and uh, certainly are not giving up by any means. But, you know, I don't know what was going through Jake Bird's mind there in that moment. If it was just like, hey, let's, let's, this game's not over yet. Yes, maybe we've lost this game, but every pitch is an opportunity to do something. And, yes. and so let's do something. I, you know what? Um, here's my thoughts on, uh, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I want to try to imagine what Jake Bird might've been thinking in his head because <laughs> he had such a rough start to this season. Yeah. And of course he didn't get all of the spring training he needed to get in because he had that oblique injury. True. So he was a little behind. He had such a rough start, and he pulled himself out of that just recently, just this week. So I see him pulling himself out of his rut. I like it. And trying to signal to his teammates, oh, maybe, hey, like, we can all do this. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense, too. Like, because, you know, I think he had uh, with, I think it was, yeah, with that, that fourth strikeout there at the end, what he had something like seven and two-thirds innings pitched, mm -hmm. and he had struck out 11 guys. So, like, he's he's been coming into his own and kind of, Reclaiming the story, you know, I, I kind of said it earlier and I, I certainly wasn't counting Jake Bird out, but like if things go uh, as, as you as you like to now say, ass over tea kettle, now that you know that phrase. I've never heard that phrase. Give it a Google. <laughs> Give it a Google. No. But he's like, nah, I'm, I'm the kettle's going back over the ass here. Like we're, we're straightening this thing out. So now he has a much what? more respectable ERA. And, uh, and now I imagine if he comes into the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York, Everyone will toast him and will feel really good because they don't, they don't even have to pay a full price for their beer. It'll be 15% off, especially if you're a diehard. 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com. 20% off all of our, our tailgates, the party buses, the takeovers. We got one coming up next week, April 29th, Arizona Diamondbacks. Mark my word, the Rockies will win a game before then. Oh, boy. What's up, huh? I got Bold hot takes during Ed Reads. here. Patty <laughs> predictions. Let's go. They will win, I think. Hold on. Let me look at the pitching matchups. No, no. Yeah, they're going to win one. They will win. At least I, I, wait. one. I don't know if I'm as bold to say at least one, at Susie. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can be as bold as saying at least one. But they will win one. And we'll, look, bottom line is we're going to have fun. Like, that's the thing. And we'll talk about the attendance business. But Coors Field is still a great place. Mm -hmm. uh, the vibes may not be immaculate in the clubhouse, but it is always sunny at 20th and Blake. That's a shirt that you're going to get for free at the takeover. You also can get it for free with your annual membership. You get a new shirt each and every year. Access to the Die Hards only Discord. It's fantastic. And you know what? 
if maybe you're trying to save a couple bucks and uh, you don't end up coming out to the takeover, you can probably get some seats over at Game Time Tickets, and you could sign up using promo code DNVR. You can get uh, 20% off, I think, uh, your first purchase, uh, which is fantastic. They've, they've got a good little deal going on with that, so they can take care of you in a really big way. Or it's $20 off. It's $20 off, not 20%. $20 off, so even oh, yeah. better. Even better. Uh, you might even just get in for free at that point if That's it's a Rockies game. A crazy good deal. Or you get discounted Avs, playoff <laughs> tickets, whatever it may be, if you want to sit center ice, or even just get into the building. The cool thing is you can wait up to about 60 minutes before the start of an event. So now some of those ticket brokers or folks that maybe are unfortunately can't go to the game, they are going to drop those prices and you're going to benefit with game time tickets. So make sure you click the link in our description or sign up using code DNVR and get that $20 off your first purchase. You can get 15% off your first purchase with free shipping from pinsandaces.com. I did just get a big email that my gear is about to arrive. I'm super excited. They've got amazing polo shirts, button-ups, caps. I got I got a cap. I had to get You got a, hat. a cap? Of course I had you to got get a cap. Hat. Of course you're such a hat guy. I am a hat dude. I'm a hat daddy. Uh that's not a thing. No. But take it back. Take it back. <laughs> I am not a hat daddy. There you go. It's 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 been undone. But they got a liquor stick, so if you're just true you're just doing the golfing thing, do that. It looks like a little putter. You can have a little bit of extra fun with that. They've got the beer sleeve, so you can throw that in your bag. You don't have to wait to the 19th hole to have a good time. Save a couple bucks with that way, too. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a Colorado company, so you know we had to partner with them. It's pinsandaces.com, and use code DNVR to save 15% off your first order with free shipping on top of that. Jose Urania was good for the first three innings, and then the fourth inning, it kind of fell apart for him on Tuesday. During that loss, uh, they did have a ninth inning rally, which was something. Uh, they, they were down... 5-3, weren't able to get a run there. Charlie Blackman, blast off the wall in right field. Would have been a home run in 29 out of 30 ballparks. Ooh, of it course, would have donged. Would have donged, but uh, not Coors Field. That happened to Ryan McMahon once last year. So one out of 30 ballparks that a certain ball that was hit with an exit velocity and a launch angle. If it's one out of 30, it's a unicorn. Do you know what happens if it's the opposite of that? If it's 29 out of 30? Is there a term for it? Or do there you want to coin one? It's not as fun. So I feel like there should be a better one. I feel like we could maybe coax Would It Dong into a better one. So like, what is the opposite of, of a unicorn? Let's think about that. You know, I don't know. A, a, just a, a donkey? I guess so. Just an ugly, smelly donkey? <laughs> it was ass. It was, it was ass. <laughs> it was ass. I mean, that, that works for me. <laughs> that works for me. You could do that for sure. Uh, no, it's just a reverse unicorn. Which okay. It's no fun. I think that also kind of sounds inappropriate. It was ass. I mean, that's what it should it be. Was ass. Like, Wait, you mean to tell me of all of the ballparks that I, I hit this ball at, this is the only one that it didn't dong? That's ass. Like, that's that what it should ass. be. <laughs> we got a petition. Would it dong? Rudolfo Castro hit a ball today that, well, it was a reverse unicorn. So it. It should have been a homer everywhere. It was not a home run. The projected distance was 459 feet. He hit this ball to the straightaway center field. But that's a home run. But that's a home run at Coors Field. The wind not was wind. an M effort. Blew that ball back in a big way. Briefly caught up with Jerks and Profar just to kind of get a sense. He couldn't get a feel of which direction the wind was blowing. It was windy. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, Daniel Bard... You know, maybe got a little bit lucky, but uh, it's about time he got a little luck on his side. 
had a one, two, three inning. Yes. It was great to see him back to form. He's kind of back into it, slowly work his way in. Uh, and as he said, kind of maybe re-earn that, that closer spot back. Don't think he'll have to do much more. Just show, hey, he's Daniel Bard. He'll, uh, he'll have that closer spot back almost it, immediately. It's nice to see one thing went right for the Rockies today. Yeah. Daniel Bard had a good first appearance back off the IL after his anxiety issues and uh, the wind took away that home run. Yeah. And and you actually got a chance to catch up with him before the game, mm-hmm. talking with him one-on-one about how he feels uh, after coming off the IL for anxiety and kind of ramping things up and, and getting back into the clubhouse and contributing with the team here, the with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, it's, I'm super excited to watch this. Yeah. Daniel Bard, you uh, have done the rehab assignment. How are you feeling mentally right now? I feel good. Yeah. It's, um, you know, like I said, it's just support's been un- unbelievable from the organization, from uh, coaching staff, training staff, teammates, my family, um, just to allow me to get, get comfortable again, you know, and, and be able to go compete. Yeah. Now, I know the way Buddy had talked about it, it was, you know, part mental, part physical. Uh, the physical aspect of, you know, going on the IL is a little more visible, but what was the conversation like before that IL stint? Oh, uh, you know, it was one of those things that was right at the end of spring. Um, I kind of hoped I'd come back from the, the tournament and kind of just click back in. And when that didn't happen, um, you know, I think we decided, I, I just, we had some long conversations and I said, look, I can grind through this probably and maybe get us some outs. But I said, it's probably not going to be what it was last year. I'm not going to be um, as sharp. So um, just knowing that there was other things going on in my head. So I tried to be honest about it and uh, they were unbelievably supportive and receptive and said you know what take take some time um get you get you support get you the help you, you need and, and go from there and it's been uh, 100% the right decision I have no doubt about that can you verbalize what was going on in your head in those moments uh it's kind of personal but yeah. um you know it's just too many th- too many thoughts going on at one time and I know a lot of people have dealt with similar things and all different you know types of walks of life um and, and they know I think a lot of people know how hard normal routine things can become when you got too many things going on in your head. So that's kind of where I was at, and uh, just taking these couple weeks to talk through it with some people um, and, and just kind of clear things out and get some new, um, I don't know, tricks and tips and <laughs> slow things down when I need to um, has been really helpful. Yeah. Um, uh, so what is the plan going forward? Uh, I think Buddy kind of said, you know, ease me back in a little bit. Um, be ready be ready in the sixth and sit from the six on and go from there um i have no expectations i'll just take the ball when they give it to me yeah how does it feel though to you know have had this stint of a uh, you know mental health struggle to say um but then be like ready to to get back out there it's good and it's the thing where you know i think just like probably a lot of people know it's 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 a constant work in progress right you know it's uh, it's not something that just snap your fingers and goes away um but it's something I feel really good about right now where I'm at and the the, uh, the tools I have in place. Um, so I'm at a point where it's, yeah, I'm just ready to go compete again. Wellness, just, health, king. That's it. Yes. W- WH king. That's it is it. not something you snap out of. That was my favorite part of that conversation. And we had another player today. Trevor May went on the IL uh, with anxiety. So Bard, Trevor May, and the Tigers, Austin Meadows. So... You know, Bard kind of paving the way for this, and I, I think this is uh, certainly something important. And you know, the Rockies have mental skills coach that that are in the clubhouse, and you know, Bard, yeah, just just got a ton of support. And you know, even in our chat, Justin saying, you know, Bard looked 
promising uh, uh, mm-hmm. Miguglio. Welcome. Welcome, Miguglio. Yes. Uh, hey, his name's in the box score. Like, that was his first appearance in a regular season game. Here we are now, mm-hmm. 19 games into the season. So that was uh, that was really nice. Uh, really good nine-pitch, one, two, three inning from Daniel Bard. But also in the comments, too, you know, Janet, Adam, you know, talking about you know, there's some apathy right now, obviously, in the fan base for people like this has kind of been boiling over. Um, maybe not since 2019, maybe not since 2020. Both of those were losing seasons. Rockies were in uh, a spot to make the postseason uh, as late as uh, late June. It might have even been early July in 2019 where they were, you know, kind of in range for a wild card spot before it finally you know, just kind of unravel. There's a rough series in late June against the Padres. So 2019, it, it fell apart, but they were there. That window was open. 2020 was a cluster, I think, for everybody, and they they really underperformed there. But it it all starts with that 2020-21 offseason and the trade of, of Nolan, Ara, Nolan Arenado mm-hmm. kind of as we started. Uh, and where you got Gomber and you got Eli Harris Montero and you paid $50 million for somebody else to take an MVP caliber candidate. And it's been a lot of, a lot of band-aids. Uh, and again, in the comments, uh, pointed out that if you have a owner that acts like a general manager and wants to maybe be involved when they shouldn't and should leave the baseball activities up to the baseball people, well, then, you know, there, there's going to be some of those mistakes that are made and, and moves and transactions that, Maybe look good on paper to someone who is a fan, like like Dick Monfort, I think, considers himself a fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably somewhat of a knowledgeable baseball person or a baseball fan, but he is not a baseball insider. That is not his trade, bottom line. Mm-hmm. He's a businessman. He's not a baseball insider. And so until he really kind of, you know, leaves things to the to the actual baseball insiders, and not just hires baseball insiders, but leaves it to them to do their job and make decisions for themselves and for the organization. It it it's going to leave fans, you know, still incredibly frustrated, which so many of them are right now. And again, it's not on the players; it's just on the the organization as a whole. And mm-hmm. sure, the players are a part of the organization, but they're really not. And I and I think the players get that. I think anyone that are on social media get that. We get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think most of you get that. Where that that apathy and or that negativity will come from at times. It's it's more in the front office. It's more in the ownership, not the players. Do you think that attendance is reflective of the increasing levels of apathy? It could be. Yeah. Um, I know a couple, a couple folks, actually Patrick Saunders said, you know, I said this publicly that this will be, you know, the first season since 2007 that they will average less than 30,000 in attendance. I don't think that'll happen still too early to know, but, uh, as you mentioned, you know, we had 18,511 today. Yes, exactly. All right. I, I didn't even write it down. Good memory. But Good it's memory. in there. Uh, and, you know, last night we had 19,000, had to, had to pull up the big spreadsheet of all 4,000 plus baseball games that the Rockies have ever played uh, and all the over 2,000 home games and mm-hmm. excluding the 2021 season where there was, uh, there were protocols and so, you yeah. know, that you couldn't have attendance because I think they might have had some 16 or 18 early on. Yeah. That, that doesn't count. But, but regular season, you can pack it out as much as you want. 2005 was that was uh, was the valley where it was the lowest and 18,118 I think was the lowest ever attended game at Coors Field which is we're crazy only a, high we're like I was gonna say that's only um uh, le- we're less than 400 fans away from that yeah so Tuesday night you have the Avs home so people are paying attention to that 
you know, tonight was uh, was a, a day game on a Wednesday, so kids are still in school. So we're not making excuses. We're just saying, hey, these are factors. That being said, yeah. in a slightly better year where people are a little bit more optimistic, that number's not going to dip that low. Maybe it's 20,000 even. So we're talking about, you know, 1,500 less people, but 1,500 less people at each and every game. And, you know, you get 38,000 for a fireworks game, which I don't think will happen, but maybe a big summer game where you go, ooh, we should have 42,000. We only got 38. Those numbers will add up, and and, and the attendance <laughs> overall will take a hit. We talked about it. I, I think we touched on it on Tuesday's show. Rockies like 15th in attendance in MLB, which is, is surprising because it's the Rockies. That could change. I don't know where if they're normally there. Mm-hmm. I'm never usually looking in April at their attendance because you know it's going to be there by the end of the year, and it still probably might be, but it is something worth looking at. The real question is, Susie, do you think that it, you know, bad attendance, and, and where, where is bad, right? Where, mm-hmm. where is that number? But could really poor attendance bring about any change with the Rockies' front office, in particularly Dick Montfort? Yeah, well... You would hope so, because I think a lot of people perceive the situation as, oh, you know, fans keep showing up to the games. Why would ownership make any changes? So if people stop showing up to the games, that would lead you to believe that should lead to changes. Yeah, You have to wonder where the bar is, like how bad does it have to be for a total reset? It's true. And, you know, the, the team and the organization prides itself on never losing 100 games. Who cares? Maybe they won't. We lose 100 games and Dick Montfort realizes, oh, this, this feels like real life. This is still normal. All right, now we don't have, now we can't brag about that in a sense. Eh, we're still going to kind of do business as, as usual. Unfortunately, I'd have to say I, I think that would continue to happen. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going to bring about change. I don't think a major, I mean, a slight dip in attendance, no. 100 losses, no. It would, it would really require, you know, a major dip in attendance, which is going to be revenue, for multiple seasons. And so we could be a long way off from that. But we might not have to deal with that because mm. the prospects could come before that happens. So we might actually have to address that. I like this comment from CapWise. Uh, the game being quicker by 35 minutes on average also cuts into that revenue that you're getting from concessions, from drink sales, from food sales. So, uh, I mean, maybe the two of those things together you know with lower attendance and with less sales just because of the shorter games and this faster pace true i mean that could make enough of a difference monetarily that could really uh expedite that change and monford and the rockies have more eggs in a single basket in the sense that they got mcgregor square so less people are going to be coming through there and so Mm -hmm. they're they're taking hit there it's not just what's going on at, at 2001 blake street it's also across the street at at McGregor Square, Andy Jewett in the comments saying, please sell the team. Eric Chavez, that Eric Chavez saying, please sell the team. We we can't sell the team. No. We can't. We can't help you there. So sorry. No, no. And and look, the I, I've I've had a lot of conversations with with people, and it's like, oh, is the team the team is an embarrassment. And bottom line, if an owner looks at this, his bank account and his bank statement and he continues to make money. And the uh, value of his franchise appreciates in value. That is a success. So to Dick Monfort, this is this thing is a success. Winning a championship is nice, and that that will help you financially. But ultimately, he feels financially, and that's what he got into this for, right? 
it's a success. So 100 losses, be damned. It's not going to be an encouraging thing to say, oh, well, we have to sell now because we're not doing so well. Hey, financially, we're actually doing pretty well, especially with people buying City Connect jerseys of Dinger. New favorite, wildest, weirdest. Kale, what do you think about this? We had a we spotted it with our own eyes. Double Dinger. Two people with Dinger City Connect jerseys. Double zero Dinger. Wow. Couple. Um, I couldn't hate that more. <laughs> what? I hate the City Connect jerseys, and I hate people wearing mascot jerseys. So you the double, the double, the double whammy there just doesn't do it for me. Kale, Damn. Who, who hurt you? Uh, the City Connect jerseys by being so ugly. <gasps> no, they're great. They're great. You're that's a that's a bad take. No, Stop, the jerseys I'm are dying. wonderful. The jerseys are wonderful. I mean. Yeah, oh, that's wild. Double dingers. And it was also happened to be the same day that Dinger returned from his workers' compensation had run Dinger out. Was, so he was back in Dinger action on Tuesday. Dinger never took any days off. Well, I think medically, I, 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 don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if the insurance said, why don't you step away? I, I don't know. Are you so, doing a bit, or do you think that Dinger was not? In our diehards only Discord, I mean, <laughs> someone snapped a photo. They, they were in the same waiting room, and Dinger had one of those big... Foam collars oh around his gosh, neck. No. I'm just so it's unofficial. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, workers' compensation. Oh my gosh! No, it's, did it's end. yeah. No, Dinger's Dinger's still around. Dinger is around. <laughs> we could uh, we could have you know we are going to have a lot of the young prospects coming up from the minor leagues. Um, that's something that you know Bill Schmidt said you know and talking about Noah Davis and again check that article out over at thednvr.com completely unlocked for you to do that a couple guys that we could end up seeing some sooner than later one player of the week awards it's Wednesday so of course minor league Monday minor league Monday yes. Coco Montez Pacific Coast League player of the week our smoothie, smoothie king. king he's our smoothie king no batting gloves doing the damn thing uh, talked with some people in the front office today. That were also Coco Montez fans that are working Let's behind go. the scenes to get the word out. They're like, this guy is a thing. He's a dude. He's a thing. I Let's think we'll go. See him. Well, actually, the person said to me, when he makes his debut, let's go have a beer. So it's 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 on the way. It's it's on the way. That could be happening. Uh catcher Braxton Fulford, full sweep in the Northwest League. Went nine for 17 with a double. Two home runs, four RBI. Not to mention he threw out two runners, two caught stealings. Fantastic for him. And Gabriel Hughes, just just doing the damn thing. Another fantastic outing. Just the other night, uh, five innings, gave up one run. But last week, where he won the Northwest League Pitcher of the Week, five perfect innings with six strikeouts on opening day in his high A debut. So, again, That's the good. farm system is very good. The future... Uh gives us something to be hopeful for. Also, yeah. I just want to, I want Kale to look at this one comment from Christopher. Uh-oh. Wow. That's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Yes, Christopher. About the City Connect Dinger jersey. Because he, he says it is a plus plus merch. Kale, do you have a rebuttal? Uh, I'm not going to drag this guy on a podcast. <laughs> All right, Kale, how about this? How about, so, so Christopher kind of differentiating saying, Combining the two things, superpower, right? What What are your thoughts on Dinger gear in general? There's not a ton for adults. Would just, you welcome more Dinger gear? No, I just think it's kind of cheesy to wear mascot gear as an adult. Like, 
Kale, do you are you traumatized by Dinger because of the way he hatched many years ago? No, I was not there for that. You weren't uh, even alive I, yet, I, were you? I wasn't. <laughs> I used to love, uh, but I did love Dinger as a child. But now that I'm now that I'm old, uh, doesn't really do it for me. He's not for you. He's for children. That's fair. So adult Dinger merch, I'm kind of out on. Do you okay. not like anything from your childhood? Or maybe maybe it's when you hit thirty and you realize. You know what? Screw that. I still like Pokemon a little bit. And like you embrace your inner Logan Paul. No, I like, like I like childhood things. I'm just like kinda out on uh kinda out on Dinger. What do you consider childhood things? And don't say it's the musical score to rent. Because that's an adult thing that you just happened to like when you were a kid. No, my, my favorite childhood thing would probably be Power Rangers. Okay. And Power oh. Rangers is still kinda cool. All right. Okay. So maybe it is a dinger thing. I would welcome some more Dinger gear. There, there, on the Dinger day, there is like a special package, and we, we weren't able to figure out, is it just gear for kids? I think it could be for adults. It did, you know what? I didn't see anything that said specifically kids, so we might be able to get our hands on some Dinger gear, and that is also the day after our DNVR Rockies takeover. So big weekend at Coors Field. Saturday, it's us. Sunday, it's Dinger. <laughs> we, we got Adam offset. Adam, can we make a guarantee that for anyone who buys the special Dinger Day package, if they bring their shirt in, we will custom spray paint justice for Dinger on their back? <laughs> can we get an approval, or do you have to fly up the flagpole? Um, absolutely. He's thinking about it. it. Go ahead and go for it. Let's go. Do, do we have someone that has spray paint abilities that can... I, I thought you I'm, I'm sick that day. I'm, I'm not sick that day. Yeah. All right. So it's a maybe. That would be a customized Justice for Dinger spray paint on I'll, the back? I'll spray paint it. I'll bring spray paint it. I'll do it at the bar. Or you could just do it on the front, too, even. Yeah. NWO style. Yeah, I know you'd like that. Mm-hmm. That was a wrestling reference. Um, Phillies <laughs> matchup. And you liked it. Phillies matchup. Ryan Feltner goes tomorrow on 420 because he only pitches on holidays. Yes. Blaze it. Right? Easter, Jackie Robinson Day, and now... 420. He's I'm, a holiday guy. I'm pretty sure last time Ryan Feltner was in Philly, he did not have a good time. Was it Memorial Day? Another holiday I think he pitched on? Possibly. Could have been. Possibly. Could have been. Feltner versus Matt Strom at 4.40 p.m. These All these start times are all over the place, folks. They kind of are. Uh, Friday, uh, Noah Davis against Aaron Nola. That'll be a nice little matchup at 5.05 p.m. Very interesting. Davis keeps going up against all the aces. Right? But it's because he can handle it. Uh, we don't know who the Phillies are going to run out on uh, the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, but Saturday, Freeland at 2.05 p.m. That's a weird one. There's a lot of people mowing their lawn and listening to the game yeah. at the same time listening to, I was going to say listen to Jack Corrigan, but I'll, I'll say no, that. No, no. I'll say it. You won't be listening to Jack Corrigan. It's possible. You, you may need to listen to Susie on, on Friday's show <laughs> at 4 p.m. to find out more about that. that that's all we, we can just, say. We know all kinds of secrets. That's the tea. Same thing for Sunday, Jose Urania and TBA at 10.05 a.m. And that'll be an early, early postgame show. Yeah. That will be fun. We'll, we'll get it out of the way so you can enjoy the rest of your Sunday. <laughs> Rockies will get a win while on the road this week. You know I'll what? Win. I think they'll they'll definitely get a win against Philly because Philly has been so hot and cold all season. It's I like they so. either win by 13 runs or they lose by 13 runs, and there's like no in between. It's so chaotic. Susie, the, the Rockies have only been losing by 13 runs, so <laughs> thanks for that one. But I, I, I will also say thanks to you for allowing me to appreciate Shady Rays that much more because I saw it firsthand. I witnessed it with my own eyes. You lost your pair of sunglasses, mm -hmm. but that's okay because Shady Rays has their lost and broken guarantee that, you know what, they will replace 
your shades if you lose or you break them. Or if you don't like them within the first 30 days, they will make sure to hook you up and give you a full refund. You can go to Park Meadows Mall. If you buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, 50% off those bad boys. So you can do three. Like, it's amazing. Uh, 200,000 people have rated this independent sunglasses company with five stars. It's it's amazing. It's that kind of guarantee. Buy one, get one right now over at Shady Raisin and tell them that, you know, DNVR Rockies sent you. You click the link in our description as well. Make sure you go to the Breck Brew. Dot com. That's their locator for some Mile High City Golden Ale. Uh, it's 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 doing Denver seriously proud. It's a brilliantly bright, easily drankin, drankened, drunkened. Easily drunk. Drunk. Well, regardless, uh, the Mile High Golden Ale is maybe my favorite beer right now. It's I the number been, one like, beer we, requested by co-hosts on this show. I, I actually already requested a beer. I would love to locate a Breck right now, but no one brought me one. They're just ignoring me in the Slack channel. Meanwhile, our coworkers are sitting right here, chatting it up, it says, living like, it up. It says, if you, if you use the Breck Brew Locator right now, it would say 200 feet away. You're like, <laughs> it's what? It's, it's right here. <laughs> it's, it's very close. But seriously, Mile High City Golden Ale Every batch is blessed with the sprinkle of that it factor that has helped Nikola Jokic win back-to-back MVPs and maybe even back-to-back-to-back. Do we have a trademark thing that the Nuggets guys have come up with yet, Kale, for three backs? What is what are three backs? Well, it's he's not gonna win it, so like it's kind of like yeah. Are they finally just gonna give it to Embiid just because he's? Yeah, he's the overwhelming that's favorite. Lame. It's kind he of a pity. It's kind of a pity favorite. MVP if we're being honest. Yeah, MVP. Yeah, I think so. <gasps> Patrick, get the hell off this set. I would Go. like to, but I'm afraid of bumping into something from FOCO.com because they have set us up in a major way. Most of the things that you have seen here are beautiful spring training bobblehead, which mm-hmm. it's not spring training anymore, but it's just a gorgeous looking bobblehead. It's stunning. It's amazing. You get mini helmets. You can get some, some serious hats that look fantastic and it's not just for our denver teams you can get it for all of them so if you're getting a gift for someone in your family in another city or another market or someone is is graduating high school and they're going to a college somewhere else go ahead and use code dnvr and you get 10 percent off that purchase when you shop over at foco.com all non-presale items are 10 percent off when you use code dnvr shop at foco.com i want to see if so foco has a uh new Herman Marquez bobblehead because the Herman Marquez bobblehead we have <laughs> on our set is broken. Half of his face is missing. And um, uh, when he found out, he was not very happy that we have a broken bobblehead. <laughs> since, the, since the defense didn't support Kyle Freeland on Monday, we need to support him and, and make sure we, we get one of those Team USA bobbleheads too. If they're not already sold out, I know some of them have already sold out. I, was I don't know say, if Freeland's they... have been. That is such like an exclusive item that people would see and go, oh, cool, you got that at a game. And they're like, no, that that wasn't given out at a game. That was a special limited edition thing that FOCO makes. And so mm-hmm. once they sell out, I mean, that's kind of that. So, Christopher, what are you saying in the comments about me? I'm starting to think Patrick is the only person who can segue this franchise into a winning season. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, the opposite of losing 100 games is winning 100 games. I, I, and I can't do it. I can't. <clears throat> I, there's we have no a game. Hope. We have a game today. Oh, we have a game? Are we playing a game today? Say what? 
say what? Uh, that's how you segue it. <clears throat> that's how you, yes, oh, say, okay, so we are gonna play <laughs> Say What, one of my favorite games where I'm gonna give Patrick out of context quotes, Ooh. and he is going to tell me, who, who said that? Most of the things you say feel out of context. Like, you're in the middle of a conversation, like, I just arrived. So I think I'm gonna do well at this today then. You know what? I think a couple of them you will you will definitely do well at. All right. We're going to start off. Listen, I'm going to throw you a softball here. Okay. I've been traded a couple of times, and they say the first time it's the toughest, right? But this time was really tough. Patrick, who said that? Well, I think Cheryl Crow had a song called The First Trade is the Deepest, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> Maybe it was Shania Twain, or maybe it was Pittsburgh Pirates first baseman, Connor Joe? Yes, it was. Ah, yes. Pretty sure he said it to you, too, so I'm glad you remembered. Also true. <laughs> also yes. true. Also true. You know, it was great to, to have him back, and that's going to have been kind of, it's going to be the theme this year at Coors Field, reunions. 30th anniversary, bring all the old timers back, right? They're not that old, but bring them all back, and then... Chad Cool from the Nationals. But hey, also, buddy. yeah, all the Arenado. players we've said goodbye to, circling on back in. <laughs> I don't think there's any. Oh, Diamondbacks also on the next homestand. Hey, Miguel Castro, we remember you. <laughs> Brewers, Craig Council, you played for us. So, like, it's going to be this theme for the most part. Stretching Fans it. just were really happy to see Connor Joe. He was happy to see them. And mm -hmm. uh, again, another unlocked article over at the DNVR.com about Connor Joe and just how special Denver is to him. And and how special he is to uh, to everybody in Denver as well in the Rockets yeah. community. Still a fan favorite. Yeah. After for sure. all these months. Yeah. All right. Next quote. Quote: In my eyes, I don't think I deserve to be a group of player with Mays, Andrew Jones, Griffey, and those guys. But the fact that I am there is pretty humbling. Patrick, who said that? I said something similar to that once. Um, but this, <laughs> this feels like a player is talking about like accomplishing something. Um, I might have also been present for that one as well. Would that be Mr. Nolan Arenado? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, that was Nolan Arenado, now of the St. Louis Cardinals. He said it to you, but it was about hitting that 300 home run milestone. Yeah, 300 homers. 10 gold glove awards, which was, uh, it was really interesting. This is it. This is in a uh, locked diehard content. Mm -hmm. uh, Lions share. Check that one out. Derek Gould pointing out uh, for the St. Louis post dispatch, a guy who grew up in Boulder, Colorado, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Yes. That Nolan Arenado, 10 gold glove awards, right? Didn't have 10 years of service time yet. So if his career had ended like this time last week, he wouldn't have gotten his full pension. Oh. Yeah. He had 10 gold glove awards to say like, <laughs> Hey, Ten, this is 10 years, right? No, not actually, not technically. So he, he's finally getting that full pension now. So good for Nolan. Good for him. He needs it, obviously. All right, <laughs> next quote. Shut the bleep up, you bleep, bleep you. Oh, my gosh. Patrick, who said that? Okay, that was not me. <laughs> I have never said that. Um, wow. Let's see. That could be Anthony Rendon, maybe? <laughs> Is no? that your guess? Yeah, that's my guess. Um, uh, you know what? It's not. It's uh, Madison Bumgarner to Wilson Contreras. Was that today or, or yesterday? <laughs> it was recently. It was actually, it's definitely been in the, it, that was today, I think, actually. Yeah, I, I get <laughs> it. What was today? But yes, um, they had, uh, they were jawing at each other a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. 
Yeah, again, it's almost like off days or when there's a day game after a night game, you're just hearing names and things going around. And like, I don't know what with, day of the week it is. I just know who's next in the Rockies starting rotation. Exactly. It's like, oh, we're, we're focused on the Rockies and we'll kind of get caught up on who got ejected from a game and whatnot. Also, uh, we didn't mention when Jake Bird celebrated, Brian Reynolds did the opposite of his celebration and got ejected for kind of chucking his helmet a little bit. Did not agree with that uh, called third strike, so... Uh, that was a fun little moment. That's the Jake Bird effect, folks. It is. It is. <laughs> Jake Bird, he's ruffling feathers. Ooh, I like it. Well, his, his big woo makes me think it was kind of like a nature boy thing. So the Birdman being the nature boy, huh. Ric Flair. I don't know what that means. But you do, because it must mean it's wrestling. So it is. Okay. He's the nature boy. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's. All right, here's a new quote. Okay, quote, I'm thinking about trying out for cricket next year. Patrick... Who said that? Our initial instinct is a guy who hits a ball that bounces on the ground, Vladimir Guerrero, senior style. But that rarely happens, so it's got to be a guy who's bouncing the ball, who has a good sense of humor. I, I, uh, I am absolutely flummoxed. I will say it was Reed Detmers. <laughs> That's a name? What are you laughing that at? That is a name. But you're wrong. Um, it's Nick Ahmed of the D-backs. So this happened yesterday. He actually hit a ball that had bounced off of the ground. Wow. Didn't see that clip yet. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, we're, we're busy. We're busy keeping up with the Rockies. And, and so. it, did it land for a base hit, too? Or yeah. was it an out? I, no, I think. It probably was a hit. No, it was a hit. Yeah. It that, was a hit. I would be curious to know how many ball like uh, batted balls that have hit the ground first. I would think most of them probably are hits because... Again, it's just like the trajectory and the way it's coming off the ground, like a cricket, mm -hmm. like it just dumps over the infielder's head on either side. So, yeah, there's probably a very high uh, BABIP on, on cricket hits. I like but, that. But, yeah, no, everyone got such a kick out of it. I'm sure our friends at PHNX D-backs. The first place Arizona Diamondbacks. Shut up. Wagon. <laughs> How dare you take the interlocking CR and make it into the word crappy. How dare, where Real would you original. even begin to think about something like that? God. <laughs> By the way, Adam, did you also know we are working on a documentary uh, <laughs> about the 2023 Colorado Rockies? It's called Two Days in March. And it's all about yeah. the hot Rock. start, Man. the best team in all of baseball in March this year. We got about five more months to put it together, so it shouldn't yeah. be too stressful. But I should let you know, since you're probably going to be like an executive producer, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, remember those days fondly. You want to hear one more quote fondly? Please. All right. Quote, I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I told my interpreter to get two baseballs and send them over there to get signed because that guy is going to be the greatest hitter of all time. Patrick, who said that? Well, I don't know who the greatest hitter of all time is, <laughs> but it's got to be Shohei Otani. And is he referring to somebody on, like, on the Czech Republic team or something? Which I don't think he pitched against. He hit against them. I'm going to say Shohei Otani. You look too happy right now. Like, you've thrown me a, a good curveball. I'm wrong? I think I threw you a good curveball. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Can I, can, I, can I have a clue then if it's not Otani? It's not Otani. I'm going to say uh, this is, we're still we're, we're, we're talking to someone in the NL West here. And it's someone who needs an interpreter. Who, who at one point know. needed an interpreter. Oh, but not anymore? No, not anymore. There, there's your good hint. No oh. longer needs an interpreter. 
All right, so it's a pitcher. Camilo Doval. You like it? <laughs> this should be a new segment. I say names and you just react to it. Because Reed Detford's got a, a 10 out of 10. Camille Duvall got a solid 7, 7.5. Slimewise cracking up at Sabre meetings. Ah, an old-timey baseball name. That's it. I don't so know. Funny. Who was that? Uh, that was Tori Lovello of the Arizona Diamondbacks recalling a, a time when Ichiro hit a ball that bounced off. And he oh. thought it was so incredible, but he was just like, this guy is going places. Because in, this was the year 2000. He was recalling sure. a story from the year 2000 when Tori Lovello played in Japan, got his first glimpse at Ichiro Suzuki. Who else? Oh, that one. That, that, one. that Ichiro. I was kind of confused, but you know what? For, the, <laughs> for me and the listeners at home, Suzuki. So, yeah, he was recalling... After, of course, you know, Nick Ahmed did that. He was recalling the last time he had seen something like that. Wow, so, yeah. So, deep cut, deep cut. I started easy. You did. Hard. You, you did. You definitely made it a lot harder on that. You lulled me into a false sense of you thought I was just, comfort. You thought I was just going to give you quotes that you had already heard because you were there for them. That's it. I need, I need to have the uh, PHNX D-backs crew send me all of their otters. I'm just going <laughs> to sit because I can't be embarrassed like that. I'm just listening to useless audio of like Corbin Carroll talking about, you know, what it's like when Chase Field is closed versus when it's open. But when that time comes, I'm going to have the answer on that. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh, these are, you're giving me good ideas. You're giving me good <laughs> ideas. Patrick, great job. You did a great job with this game. Thank you so much. You got two out of five. We're not counting. So you actually didn't do a great job, but. I have a better winning percentage than a certain team we cover. I will, oh, will no. remain nameless. Oh, no. I've never had a 100 loss Susie game yet. I will say that. I am a, I'm above like 350, so I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'm going to be okay. But yeah, that, that three Susie losing streak, uh, we'll work on the verbiage, but uh, I'll, I'll turn things around probably on, on the next game. We'll, we'll definitely turn some things around on, on social media because we have a lot of fun mm -hmm. over there. And, uh, and the interaction has been fantastic. Like it's been. Everyone knows what's tongue in cheek and when we're having fun and be able to kind of laugh at things. But also, if you need to chime in and kind of vent a little bit, we'll absolutely allow for it at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm allowing it at, D at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Patrick, we should let people know there's no podcast tomorrow. We, we're taking 420 off. That's it. We, got, <laughs> we have to celebrate appropriately we have to celebrate a ryan feltner start appropriately it is someone someone joked about uh about marijuana being like a big state thing and i i joked and i think it's true the green in the mountains and the license plate it's marijuana plays it what about the white sky smoke plays it so are the Rockies city connect uniforms really some kind of secret dog whistle kale how do you feel about that to our legalized marijuana laws i blaze it <laughs> Blaze it. Uh, blaze it. Hey, you know what they say about, about podcasts and baseballs and blazing it? They say blaze it. Dude, it's they say blaze it. So blaze <laughs> it on Friday, 4 p.m. here uh, for Susie's show. Some yeah. great guests, some good guests, some information you don't know about this weekend in Philadelphia right here on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube.